Hi, I'm Darcy T. Kelly, and this is Storytime with Darcy. In every episode, you hear a piece of my own short fiction. I'm an eclectic writer, so you may be surprised by the genres and situations, but what these stories have in common is their exploration of big ideas. I also need to apologize. You will probably hear my puppy in the background. He is a little sad that I'm not with him today, but I need to be here with you, and he is going to learn to be a good boy. I am delighted that Allison Morrow is with us again, and that another listener, Brooke Houle, has joined as well. This is the first episode that features only guests that sprang from our listenership. It's so exciting! As a child of the 80s, March will always be about Earth Day and caring for the planet. As the ice lets go of my beloved Canada and the Earth begins its long process of reawakening, I consider how best I can care for my small corner of our planet. In today's story, Extinct, we explore a future world where a planetary catastrophe has ended animals' ability to procreate. Like all sci-fi, this story takes one small detail of our current society and explores the potential long-term results of its exaggeration. As you may have already guessed from the small synopsis I just provided, today's content warnings include animal death and the big group of pregnancy, childbirth, miscarriage, and abortion. These triggers are handled with a very gentle touch and looked at sideways. But if this isn't the right episode for you, I completely understand, and I look forward to seeing you next month. Extinct by Darcy T. Kelly Toronto Zoo proudly welcomes Prime, the first sheep born in 83 years. At a button's press, my camera drone pans to the lamb in its hollow habitat. Prime, the product of clone mating, launches the rebirth era, a long-awaited counterpoint to the 21st century extinctions. I hold the image in reverent silence, a beat longer than usual. Sal won't mind. In fact, she'll enjoy high ratings for those stolen seconds. It's rare to see an animal, much less babies. Back to you, Joe. My feed cuts out as the in-studio anchor reclaims the broadcast. I don't even hear Joe's, thank you, Rebecca. Lights drop, cameras stop, and cease to exist. Sal, delighted with the lamb footage, plans to replay it at 11. My report? On the 11 o'clock news? I'm excited. No. Sal's voice says, duh, even if her words don't. The video coverage of the lamb. It's great, Beck. With a steadying breath, I again pitch a story. A real story. There's something here, Sal. I could pull together an in-depth report of the history of mammalian cloning infertility. Its original use, managing clone populations before the crash, the challenges scientists face reverse engineering healthy mammalian reproductive DNA. Great, Beck. Not even listening. And you do in Calgary. Lou will send you the details. I'm in research mode. An investigative reporter trapped in a fluff piece specialist's body. The Calgary Stampede was an annual rodeo, I read. Rodeo? 
there hasn't been a rodeo in over a hundred years. The 10-day greatest outdoor show on earth ran from 2019 until 2125. 2125. The year Mother Earth finally gave up and animal populations crashed, leaving humans, some insects, and deep-sea creatures as the only survivors. Overnight, livestock farmers, circuses, and rodeos joined the list of extinctions. Veganism was the first adjustment. Many products disappeared. Clothing, pharmaceuticals, crayons, beer. Being raised to revere animals, but only finding them in stories and clone labs, now called zoos. I find it hard to understand murdering for things. Back to research. I learned that Calgary already devastated by the global shift in oil and renewable fuels, never recovered from losing their iconic stampede. The nearby town of Hannah, once known as Stampede Ranch, however, it became the epicenter of Canada's cloning industry. Scanning Hannah's electronic archive, I recognize a name, Dr. Kai Campbell, lead scientist at Stampede Ranch. Yesterday's notes confirm it. Dr. Campbell is on Prime's maternity team. I book an interview. Most journalists interview the stampede chair, record the animals. What brings you here, Rebecca? Dr. Campbell, or... Call me Kai. <laughs> observes me with curiosity. I retrieve my analog audio recorder, flip it on. I enjoy interviewees' reactions to old tech. Their demeanor changes. They respect me more, reveal more. I'm not interested in the spectacular and economic impact of the stampede relaunch. I don't tell her my camera drones capturing animal footage as we speak. I'm interested in learning how the clones were developed. Something tells me this lab is more Wild West than chuckwagon races. She laughs, flattered. A rodeo is a celebration of the rancher lifestyle, and this is as close to home on the range as you can get. Over the next hour, Kai tells me about cloning and breeding. I listen with intent until she finishes. Fascinating. It really is, even if I don't understand everything. How do you feel about clones being exploited as entertainment? Even in the 1970s, there were protests about animal cruelty at the stampede. That's not an issue. Everyone understands animals' importance, even cloned animals. Even? All events take place in hollows. In truth, the stampede is more choreographed dances than sporting events. That's good. I decide to abandon my script. Where do you source DNA samples for your clones? Kylie's forward, intrigued. I elaborate. With the success of Prime and the Stampede relaunch, it, it seems the fear of DNA fatigue after generations of cloning is, well, unfounded. Kai is silent, staring at me, clearly trying to decide something. As a reporter, I've grown comfortable with silence. Answers fill silence. Turn it off, she indicates my recorder. 
Turn it off and I'll show you. After sweeping for and removing recording equipment, Kai escorts me past security, through corridors, past more security, and through a heavy door. Alberta prairie land unfolds before me. Mountains in the distance. Oh, it's beautiful. The enclosure is 228 acres. Kai gestures to the wide blue sky. A one-way dome lets light in, but not out. No one knows they're here. What's she saying? They? Look closer. She points to a patch of grass in the middle distance. There's something. Masses of brown moving. Are those? I squint, step closer. Cows. Some standing and grazing, others lying and ruminating. Scanning east, I spy sheep. Maybe goats? Are they real? Descendants of the Stampede's breeding stock. When the blight hit, we protected them, nurtured them. The last real animals. Each generation larger than the last. There's something approaching. Fast. Horses? No. People riding horses. What's, what's wrong with them? They're bulky, harder than usual, and their faces are hairy. Some close cropped, but others long. The riders stop, speak with Kai. The words are veiled in low, gravelly voices. I step away as Kai relieves a horse of its burden, an awkward bundle laid on the ground. Horses and riders depart, leaving me baffled. Kai kneels beside the bag and brushes a tear from her eye. What is it? I hesitantly approach. Kai turns to me, considers for a moment. How was the lamb made? Prime? Why does that matter? You corrected the DNA flaw. Less science. More biology. Okay... Biology is science. A mated pair. Exactly. Now, how are humans made? I've never considered this before. We just exist. This, indicating the body in the bag, is half a human mating pair. A man. I'm dizzy. Need to sit. You can do it, Beck. Tell everyone they're clones. That I have the building blocks to repopulate the world. They can have real animals. A real rodeo. A hand drifts to her stomach. We can make babies. I wrote Extinct the NYC Midnight Flash Fiction Challenge in 2018. It was one of the first stories I wrote that I shared, and I was surprised when it took fourth place in my heat. This is the story that made me believe I could actually do it, that I had something worth saying, that I could be a writer. Looking back at it now, I'd like to take another pass at this one. There's lots of space for improvement. Maybe I'll revisit it in the future. 
I hope you enjoyed this episode of Storytime with Darcy. If you have, please help me keep the podcast going by sharing it. Leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or write a review or give a shout-out on social media to help more people find us. If a friend is looking for something new to listen to, suggest Storytime with Darcy. If an episode makes you think of someone in particular, send it their way. Every time you share, it makes a difference. Thank you, Brooke and Allison, for joining me today. And if you, dear listener, would like to become a voice on Storytime with Darcy, please reach out. My eclectic stories need a variety of voices, and yours will be a welcome addition. Thank you for listening. To read more of my stories and perhaps inspire the next one, check out my website, www.darcytkelly.me. That's www.darcytkelly.me. And join me on Facebook at Darcy T. Kelly. If you're interested in purchasing a copy of Musings, a collection of short stories, get in touch through either Facebook or email. And please subscribe on your podcatcher of choice for future episodes of Storytime with Darcy. Until next month, stay well and keep smiling.